Paul Lambert und Karl-Heinz Riele 1 zu 0 für Borussia Dortmund. Welcome back to another episode of the German Football Podcast. And it's been quite a while since we've actually released one. There's been some ongoings in the GFP headquarters as we've been having a think at how to take the podcast forward and different things we can do. So going to, I think we're going to make things a bit more feature-like, less reviews and less talking weekly about every game. So this is what exactly what we're going to start with today. And funnily enough, kind of doing this restart, it's actually went back to the start. It's me and Ronan again as the, the two hosts, which is the first time this has happened in a long time. So Ronan, how are you doing, mate? It's nice to have the, the originals back, the OGs, eh? It is, yeah, it's been a while. Things have kind of progressed quite a long way from since the last time it was just me and you, but I think that's a good thing that it's kind of progressed on since then. But now back to back to basics for this weekend, whereas we missed the, the other three lads. Unfortunately, the other three lads aren't available this week, of course, but it's nice to see the, the originals back in and doing, doing it over, over a year later as well, which is quite fun to see. So apart from uh, the OGs being back, we've also got uh, another special guest, one of our favourite guests that we've all had on the podcast, uh, Fergal from Halvia. Fergal, how are you doing, mate? It's good to have you back on. Yeah, uh, thanks very much, Roy. After my last performance, I'm surprised you have me back, but there, there you go. And nice to meet Ronan as well. Yeah, all, all, all good here in the Halvia household. Nice Another one. issue eight just out the door now, so... No sooner is that out the door than start thinking about what to put in an issue now. But can put my feet up for a week or two anyway. A hundred percent. Yeah, we'll jump. We'll jump into. We'll obviously, we've had you on before, and we've spoken about how beer. So we won't go into how you started and things like that. But we'll maybe yeah. get a wee update from you. But well, what the podcast probably going to be today is a two the two lucky gentlemen here managed to get to some football over the weekend in the north of Hamburg. So we're going to look at how northern germany is like what the fan base is like obviously it's a bit different with covid times which we will obviously touch on as well how it's been as a fan in what is becoming a bit of a sticky situation over in germany as a whole at the moment with the high incident rates and stuff and obviously new news came out uh, today as we're recording so we'll touch on that later uh, but like i said fergal we'll jump in with you quickly what how how's things been going how's things been progressing how fear are you are you still looking to take it to take it how you've been doing it? Are you looking to take it to the next level? You're obviously selling another hat at the moment. The new issues came out. Yeah, how is things yeah, going? Yeah, I know. I think we'll keep it just as it is for the moment. And don't know if it's a reaction to kind of post-COVID, but kind of sales have recently flatlined. So I'm just trying to kind of work a bit on this distribution, trying trying to maybe get the fans into some retail stores. Obviously, there was that fallout from Brexit and the kind of EU customs charges on imports to the EU, which kind of knocked me for six. But we're on top of that again. That was part of the reason for my visit to Hamburg yeah. last week is I had a suitcase of hard beer to post, post from Germany. So I did that Saturday morning and hopefully they're finding their way across the EU this time without any customs charges, so fingers crossed. Well, yeah, I think I'll just keep it at the moment, as it is at the moment. Uh, four issues a, a year, that, that's enough to keep me going and probably don't want to bore people with any more, to be honest. 
Excellent. No, it's, it's, I mean, we, we, we told you the last time we're all, we're all big fans. Obviously, two of the podcasts have been uh, featured uh, in Help Fear as well, which is, which is great. That was the last uh, issue that um, Colin and George were involved in. So it's good to good to see some friendly faces of ours in there as well. And it's indeed, great, indeed, great to yeah. keep it going. Are you, are you thinking of just any themes going forward? Or do you like the fact that it's people coming with ideas to you? Is that going to be the, how it's going to keep going? Yeah, it's to be to be honest, Roy, the biggest seller was the kind of DDR special and that I don't know if that's a piece of nostalgia and, and people want to read about DDR. Was thinking of doing a few more specials, maybe the start of the Bundesliga, the that maybe perhaps as Weiser League in the seventies, but it's it's quite difficult getting so many fifteen or sixteen themed articles. So I think at the moment We'll keep it just general issues, but there'll definitely be some more specials along the way, not too far away, hopefully. Excellent. Well, that's good. That's good to hear that it's progressing nicely and going well. As and you're still enjoying it, I'm assuming you're still enjoying the. the oh yeah. Well, that's, yeah well, what's what's not there to love about uh, watching and uh, reading and writing about German football? It's exactly. great. You said it. You you couldn't say it any better. A hundred percent. That's that's the phrase for everyone. So yeah, that's good. Um, everyone everyone should all, already know if you listen to us about how fear. But you can also find them on Twitter. You can find yourself on Twitter as how fear fanzine, um, Fergal, and the website. How UK Gmail Yeah, how UK. That's the Twitter handle. Yeah. So you can find them there, and you can get the website and get yourself. Uh, you got new bobble hats as well at the moment, which is nice to see. Did you? Were you? Yeah. Did you find you? You're saying you found some in stadiums in the UK as well recently. Yeah, 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 it's 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 funny. I I, I spotted some of the Everton game a couple of weeks ago. My son went to see Everton at Man City, and he spotted one or two. And then at Brentford last weekend, someone else spotted one. But it was a a, a strange one. I won't bore you with too much. The second one was the Meyer, obviously a tribute to Step Step Meyer, the '74 World Cup, and the black and green jerseys he wore in the DDR against the DDR. So unintentionally, I wore that to Lou Becker on the Saturday and around Hamburg on the Sunday until someone told me, mm, looks like a Werder Bremen hat, perhaps not the best thing to be wearing around Hamburg. So yeah, Let, lesson learned, don't antagonise the locals in future. <laughs> I was thinking that when I saw it come out, I was like, is he going to bring that to the north with him? And this, uh, the, the real no, no, I don't. Oh, 100%. So let's let's jump into what we were saying about the northern uh, football. Let's see what you guys both thought. Because, Virgil, um, am I right? It was, was it your first time in the north? Have you been up here before? I've been to see San Pauli against Greuther Firth a couple of years ago. but So it was the first time to actually spend time in Hamburg and first time to visit Howard's Hitterfall. So, yeah. Nice. And that was the same as Euro. Yeah, it was. Yeah, my only other trip to Germany was to Berlin, so it was my first time in yeah, in Hamburg yeah, as well. Yeah, so something time, new yeah. experience for me too. Hundred percent. So, I mean, Fergal, you got to most of the games, so you'll probably be talking for most of this. We'll we'll get Ronan in for when he went to the Hasfall game, of course, and maybe another sport we'll add in, but uh, just just for this one special occasion. Um, but you started your weekend very close to my flat. Uh, indeed, which, indeed. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I think I could see uh, your bedroom window or your lounge window. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got to Hamburg on early afternoon Friday, and I think it was about uh, three or four Oberliga games that, that nice, and I all within close proximity, and I just kind of put out a tweet saying, asking people what, what matches should I go to. So a lot of people came back saying Victoria or, or Vicky, or, as they're commonly known as, Concordia were at home as well. And then I think Howard Spahr's second team as well, but ended up going to, let's say, Vicky. And so really enjoyable night. Yeah. What, like, yeah. If, you're, if you're looking at it from the, like, the Northern point of view, did you see any difference to what like, with fans or like how anyone was in the stands compared to other parts of Germany, or did you see it was pretty similar? Well, I, I suppose you're down at the kind of fifth tier of uh, German football, and Victoria, obviously, a his, historic club, very family-orientated. Now, there was free admission that night, so I, I don't know if that kind of swelled the crowd or if it kind of tilted it towards a, a family bias. So no, no ultras or... Yeah. Anything like like that, and, and sadly, a total won't say total lack, but a lack of away fans. But no, re- really enjoyable experience. Lo- lovely main stand, which obviously you can. The pitch is kind of three G, and there's a lot of kind of modern facilities around. But you've you can kind of bring yourself back into the past and think of what an important and historic club they were when you sat in that old stand. Yeah, literally, can't you? Beautiful sound I've got there. And I think me and I think we've even Robert or George, we were talking about how much you could fit in that stadium. And I'm pretty sure it was a good 5,000 you could get like, at least um, into, into Stadion Hollerlift, which would then, you can imagine if it, without the corona situation and that managed to get itself full, that'd be quite a good uh, atmosphere in there because just the way everything is, that nice old stand and the standing sections are quite good as well. Yeah, and obviously the rents of his uh, Oberliga, uh, sorry, Regional League Nord Club, I think is at FC Teutonia, who also yep. kind of le- leased the ground from Victoria. So obviously, if it can cope with Regional League Nord games and substantial away fallings from certain clubs, yeah, it's obviously a facility that could is suitable to a higher st- level of football, undoubtedly. What did you make of the, the, the level? So obviously, like you said, it's Oberliga 2, I think it is in Hamburg. The Hamburg split their Oberliga. Um, yeah. I think everyone else changes how they do their Oberliga and their, their, their lower divisions. But in Hamburg, it's Oberliga 1 and Oberliga 2. So SC Victoria and Oberliga 2. What did you think of the, the, the quality of the football? Well, it, it was funny because I went, to, and I suppose we're jumping ahead, I went to another uh, Oberliga game on the Sunday morning to HEBC. I won't even pronounce the, the, the kind of long version of it. So those two teams, they're in the same league, kind of more or less in, in the same mid-table spot. And I thought the standard of Fossey on the Friday night of Victoria was, was far, far better. Mm. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's hard to compare to, obviously, it's not compa- comparable to the fifth tier of English football, where you're you're just in into the kind of national league. There in Germany, you've got I don't know how many levels of fifth tier football, substantial amount. But it's I watch witness who quite regularly who I think are level eight 
four divisions kind of below uh, league football. And it's probably that, that level of football. Some really skillful players out there. But yeah, decent, enjoyable, competitive standard of football. A hundred percent, yeah, because I've managed to get to a few myself in similar league uh, wise. I'm not, I, I consider I live across the road, I've not actually got to see Victoria play yet. I've sorted I've Tonya Ottenson, like you mentioned, to the ground share with them. Uh, obviously, that's Reagan our league, so that's a different matter, kettle of fish, but it's, I was really, um, I, and the Oberliga League is it's better than I expected. And like you said, there's definitely some skillful players out there, and it's, maybe you're seeing some players who would have been in the likes of your. Borussia Dortmund's second teams or Bayern's second teams and they've, or even Haspal and St. Pauli's second teams and kind of made their way lower into the division similar to what you see in British football as well so there's definitely some players that catch your eye and you know you, you, you're not going and it's, you're watching park football it's really um, really skillful and it's a different game in Germany like we all know and we've spoken about before it's, it's, it's every, every country has their own brand of football and they're both area way of playing so you can definitely see that from the, the lower league so it was interesting to see you you kind of got the same vibe from it as well very much a, a pass passing game Every, everything was on the ground um, what amazed me most was the total respect both the players and, and the line had, had for the match officials mm. like <laughs> totally different i don't know what scotland is like but england the level of abuse and kind of lower league football that the officials have to put up with is something else. So there was none of that in Germany or wow. definitely at that match. Yeah, and you're right about the skill level. I think the away team, Regenbergen, a guy called Marlon Stanis scored their, both their goals and finished in a two-all draw and a wonderful second goal that it wouldn't be out of place in the Bundesliga. Brilliant finish. There we go. So, yeah, really and it was free admission, which meant there was kind of more beer money in the pocket. So yeah, good night all around. Yeah, and um, I, I, they're quite renowned for their, their like clubhouse as well. In Victoria, did you manage to get your way into there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That a lot of people said that not the main reason to go, but a really nice kind of clubhouse with this. I think the clubhouse has been recently modernised and a lot of people said it lost some of its charm, but it's got a lovely kind of wooden bowling alley in, in the back of the clubhouse. And I think the local handball team were, ha were having their kind of Christmas party there after the match. Really, really busy. But yeah, yeah, I was eventually kicked out of there about midnight. So yeah, I'm sure I had a good night. Oh, nice one. That's well. That's good. That's good to hear. But it's interesting you said about the referees. I mean, Rodan, like we we've both uh, quite quite common down in the the Lowland League uh, in Scotland, watching there and some of the abuse they get the referees is quite it's quite remarkable. But it's just something you don't really see over here. So it's um it's it's, it's kind of strange how it's a different environment, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it's completely different in Scotland in the Warwies with the the crowd you get as well. You get a lot of the abuse from the from the crowd as well as the players, but. Yeah, I'll see completely different cultures, but I'm sure everyone would prefer to see the the German cultures where you don't need to abuse the referee constantly. All the all the the young aspiring referees, if anyone's listening to this, jump over to the the DFB <laughs> and get your uh, the DFL and get your license over there. You'll have a much better and exciting time during there. But it's yeah. I was going to say you do have to wear a luminous pink jersey to yeah, referee. You do, yes, yeah. very, very bright. I've, I've seen some of the referees over here. It's quite it's very bright um, top you've got to wear. But 
you know, it was it's good it's good that you managed to get to that that first game as well. But you're looking at a second game. You had a similar situation to us as you'd planned uh, a late night game on the Saturday uh, in Kiel. Uh, but like uh, Ronan and myself, you decided not to go, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So obviously on the Saturday, VFB Lubeck was a standard fixture in the regional league of Nords for four tier football. And that's in close proximity to Kiel, who were later that I think it was 8 30 pm local time kickoff. We're playing Werder Bremen. And I know we were like touching base beforehand saying, Oh, can you get a ticket? What are the trains like that? Not late from Kiel to Hamburg. I think everyone decided it's probably more hassle than it's actually worth. And there was a reduced capacity of what, 10,000 at that game that night. It wasn't a great game. Great win for Kiel, but it wasn't the best game of football. So, yeah, all told, I'll, I'll keep a visit to Kiel for another time. So I just went on a day trip from Hamburg to Lübeck, which I don't know if any of you guys have been there, but it's a gorgeous city. Yeah, yeah. beautiful city. Really, really nice um, to go. It's, I think it's good at this time of the year as well. I've heard the Christmas markets are very good in Lübeck. But um, talking about the, the game, obviously, so this was the game you got to on Saturday. Uh, what was it like for Lubeck against Norderstedt? Uh, how did you find yeah, the left? Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, kind of, Lubeck, uh, they're a historic German club. They've been as high as the Zweite Liga. Last season, they, they got into the Dritte Liga, had, had a, a bad year, so they're back in tier four, the regional league in Nord. Um, uh, it's probably been my most enjoyable German game and definitely up in the in the top three or four games I've been to. Not for the quality of the football. The quality of the football was pretty much average. In fairness, the levels, it was much greater than the kind of Victoria match the night before. But it, it was just, it's a proper old school stadium on one side, you've got a modern stand that's kind of not out, wouldn't be out of place in the Bundesliga. Two terraces behind each goal, and on the opposite side, that the kind of cameras face towards, you've got this lovely old school wooden stand full, full of people in their 60s and 70s who've probably seen all the ups and downs of the club. So, yeah, lo loads of character and charm. Yeah, do you we, think the, the standard of football was mainly because these are two teams that are smacked up in the middle of the table and it's just it's uh, just one of those seasons for the club. Lubeck have just came down and uh, Norderstedt are one of those clubs that just kind of always kind of linger. Uh, Jake Navis made maybe the reason for the quality of the football. Yeah, uh, qu quite possibly. Uh, Lubeck, you could tell their team under pressure. Obviously, there was 1,900 people at the Lee at the game, which is probably lower than average for them. But you can tell there's a lot of pressure on the players. They fell behind early second half and looked disjointed, apprehensive. But once they scored the equaliser, it was a new team suddenly appeared from nowhere and they went on to win the game. So... A team at the start of the match, short and confident, but by the end of it, they were absolutely flying. 
Definitely. But is that, is that a place that you would recommend? Like, what was the beer like up there? Did you enjoy it? Because obviously, you were, you, I, a couple of the posts you were saying that you were surprised by the pricing of the beer in most of the places. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've also, I'm not, not a beer connoisseur, and I'm definitely not like oh. an alcoholic. Gin and tonic is truth be known as my beverage. But listen, when you're in Germany, you, um, you're after football, you've got to drink beer. Yeah. Uh, no, a good friend of mine uh, messaged me before the match. He, he follows Schalke home and away. And he said, in all the games he's been to in Germany, it's the most expensive beer he's bought. And he was right. It was €4.50 Euros for a half, even less than a half a litre of Holston pills, plus mm. the €2 Euros kind of deposit for the beer. Yeah. Yeah, but then lo and behold, I found the clubhouse. I have this way of kind of finding the clubhouse, and there's a wonderful clubhouse underneath the stand. And in there, did Holston pills in a in a proper glass, and with three euros fifty, so they more than redeemed themselves. So and once they kind of checked your vaccine status and your kind of ID that you were let in. Obviously, they did that to get into the ground, but they also was secondary check to get into the clubhouse. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll jump into all the COVID stuff once we went through the games, but it's, it, they yeah. obviously yeah, you've got to do that to get into these clubhouses. Can you, can you like compare what it's like to have these clubhouses in Germany to what you have in lower league football in England as well, or even in the UK? Can you compare like what they're like or the atmospheres around them, or is it difficult to say because of when you were in at this time, it's in a COVID environment? Very, yeah, very hard to say. Well, I, when I went into Lübeck, there wasn't money in there. There was these four or five guys, and they had a crate of beer in front of them. So... I don't think they were getting through that at half time. They probably stayed stayed in there for the, for the whole match. Yeah. I, I, a lot of non-league clubs in England, I'm sure it's the same in Scotland. They haven't got the best facilities. Some of them are even lucky to have a, a clubhouse, and if it's a clubhouse, it may be a kind of wooden hut. Whereas in Germany, it seems that every club. So I, I was every club I've been to, they've got decent facilities they've so got a purpose-built club clubhouse so yeah i would say the standard of facilities is f far better in germany than the U uk equivalent yeah it'd like, like, it really like, sounds kind of similar to like sort of social clubs that you get yeah. in scotland i think you know like kelly hearts are renowned for for theirs and i think you might have been familiar i don't know if you were at Caledonian Braves or Edge Sport at the time where they played at Annan. I think they have like a little social club next to kind of behind the stand oh. and at the goal, but next to the changing rooms as well on kind of the same building. So it sounds like it's sort of those kind of social clubs that it's quite quite similar to. Yeah, do you think that's a big part of like Scottish football running the lower leagues? Because that's something that's quite close to you, especially coming from the borders where most of the clubs are lower league clubs do you think that's a special part is like it would be for German clubs as well I think so yeah I think it keeps the locals involved with their their local team getting them down to the stadium before the game and after the game for a beer rather than disappearing straight away or turning up 10 minutes before kickoff so I think it's quite a, a strong part of it kind of similar to what it seems like over in Hamburg as well definitely so We'll move on to the, the next day, uh, Fergal, for yourself. And you've you've went to uh, Hamburg, Einsbüttler, BC. 
uh, against Suder Elbe, uh, which is also an Oberliga uh, game. What did you make of that? Uh, I used to play not too far away from myself as well. What was it? What were your thoughts on that? that okay, thank, thank you very much for digging me out of a hole there with your great German pronunciation. <laughs> no, no problem at all. It's a bit, it's a bit of a tongue twister. It is. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I just looked on the footballology app and and knew obviously how it felt. We're playing on lunchtime on Sunday and said, could I squeeze in one, one more game be, beforehand? And yeah, lo and behold, it was a couple of. Uh, Oberliga games that Sunday morning. That seemed to be the closest to Hausfall's ground. So, yeah, I went in there and luckily enough, I got to see eight, 80 minutes of the game to finish in a three-all draw. As I said, both them, they're in the same league, division as Victoria, but I found the standard of football not as good. The players... They were a lot younger, so I, I don't know if they've just got promoted or it, it's hard, hard, hard to tell. Really still good standard of football, I suppose. What helps them, it's on a kind of 3G facility. So I said to somebody, probably a lot of these guys are only used to 3G. They've never played in grass in their life, so they're really comfortable with the ball and everything. Good, obviously. 3G games and 3Gs are never as enjoyable on as grass, but yeah, um, still a really enjoyable experience. But I got shouted at the first time I choose too early on a Sunday morning. Mm. I won't have a beer, I'll have coffee and kuchen instead. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and then people saying, have a beer, because it's beer o'clock, yeah, there's no time when you can't have a beer. So I relented and had one in the wonderful but shabby clubhouse. I, I put just a photo of the clubhouse on Twitter earlier. So this kind of lovely 1970s building, mm. painted, resplendent in purple and white. When you get a club like that, do you do you get to see anything of, like, obviously when you go to a club like Lubeck or even Victoria, you, you can tell this tradition there. With a game like that, which two le- very lesser-known teams do you see anything like that from them? Do you see traditional history, or do you just is it just well, um, the football team is going to see the football? Do you see it differently there? Do you, can you can you see where it comes from? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did a bit of research on. So they were formed in nineteen eleven. They're obviously integral to the the heart of the community. I think mm. they have seven, seven or eight teams that play across all age groups and. There's a notice they're currently fundraising to expand the clubhouse because they can't take on any new members because the facilities are restricted in terms of the amount of teams that, that can play there. But yeah, they're not as the same standard as Victoria. They haven't got the kind of same capability to go up, up the leagues, but this still is important to the local community. And that's, that's what's great about German football. And there's so many teams, like you go to most English teams and there'll be one or two professional teams, maybe a couple of lower non-league clubs. But after that, you're into very much Sunday Park football, where in Germany, the setup seems to be a lot better. There is a lot more football clubs who play at a relatively high standards, given the proximity to larger professional clubs with, with like their own dedicated facilities. Who aren't getting change out of the kind of back of a car on a Sunday morning to, to go and play. So nice one. Like it's good, it's good to hear that you you got to go to all these 
lower league matches as well in the over league and getting a wee shout out for these teams that maybe some people would even think to go to. Um, so that was uh, Hamburg, Ainsbooth, BSA that you, you're picking up there, Fergal. Uh, do you want to have a go at saying it or what, will I just leave it with myself? Going yeah, yeah, just leave. No, leave. <laughs> <laughs> a nice one, of course. I'm going to actually get down myself, I think, because I'm not too far away from it. So I think that may be one for me to have a look and see what you're saying about the tradition in the clubhouse. The, the photo you posted there looked great. So I'm looking forward to potentially heading down there. But as most people, when they come to Hamburg, uh, Ronan, this is where we'll bring you in. You're you're going to you're going to maybe plan your weekend round the two the two big teams uh, obviously Hasval and St Pauli and you got yourself uh, to the game on Sunday against Ingolstadt so I just wonder what you thought because we've we've spoken about the Hasval experiences before but this is your first time well it's only your second time at a gym game so I was wondering how you you found it anyway with talk without COVID and stuff like that try and see if you can give us your 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 input on what you thought the it was like see if it's a different opinion no it was good I enjoyed the the day out at the game at home to struggling Ingolstadt on Sunday I think the best thing about getting to the games is just the transport connections in Germany are so much better in Scotland hmm. you know yourself if you miss a train in Scotland you're usually waiting half an hour an hour for the next one in Germany they're there every five ten minutes so um, getting to the games absolutely spot on and then Getting through was just your standard kind of thing that's ongoing at the moment with your um, COVID passport check and then the ID, as Fergal touched on earlier. Um, but no, getting into the ground was absolutely fine. And then so you've got your tradition of getting in a bit earlier before kickoff and there's plenty of room in the concourse area for a beer and that before the game. And obviously, can't do that in Scotland at all. Mm. Uh, so getting a beer at your seat as well is a, a nice wee touch that you don't normally get. Um, so no, the whole experience was good I think you'll know from yourself from being there every week that it was a pretty lower attendance than than usual I think it was just under 20,000 and um, I think the highest had this year has been almost double that against so maybe the Kiel game and Dusseldorf possibly were the yeah. two highest attended games and um, so the crowd was a bit lower than normal obviously took a lot for the what respect for the Ingolstadt fans who made it because I think it's like a, a seven hour trip so there's a few of them um, in the corner. Obviously, it wasn't the, the best day out for them either, unfortunately, as Heisfall ran out 3-0 winners in the end. Um, they were pretty comfortable, I think, through the majority of the 90 minutes, I'd say. Definitely. Um, just thinking about, like you were talking about the crowd, how did you find the the standing section is below you, considering it wasn't the proper ultras? Uh, how did you find it? Because I thought it parts the the atmosphere, as you can tell, with a twenty thousand, just under twenty thousand and a fifty seven thousand seat stadium can be difficult. But he still managed to make some noise, especially during the time. So I was wondering what you thought, just thinking that that is your bog standard German fans coming to games and it's not an organised support. What did, how did you find it compared to when you went to you know Olympia Stadium, which is kind of similar if you think about it, because it's never always full. So what did you think uh, if you compare those two? Um, no, it was, I suppose it was kind of similar to that because obviously, as you touched on, the ground was probably filled to a similar sort of percentage, maybe a third full, pretty much. Um, and then same at Hertha when I was there, it was the main singing section was behind the goal, um, as it was at Hamburg as well. But I think obviously you'll know best yourself that things are a bit tense at the club with them desperate for promotion. So I think the atmosphere was maybe a bit tense to start with when they were playing it quite slow from the back, getting the ball out defence. But 
think once they got that two-goal cushion just before halftime and they could relax a bit, and it was in the second half where the atmosphere kind of picked up a bit more and um, the songs were kind of generating around the ground a bit more in the second half once they had that that two-goal cushion. Largely thanks to Fadi Dalidu, who I was pretty impressed by, a uh, young winger who I think he kind of got his opportunity in the the friendly game that you were at away against Wolfsburg at the Wolfsburg Women's Stadium, which is a really impressive venue if no one's seen it. It's proper, like, modern, picturesque sort of uh, ground bossy, all the, the green seats around it. It looks it's a nice one for the, the eyes to look at that one. Um but no, and after that, he's kind of broke into the team I would do after that friendly. And then I think the last two games, he's got two goals and yeah, he was the kind of main spark in the, the Hamburg attack. Yeah, when he, when he stopped mentioning him, I want him to stay. I want to keep him <laughs> up at the, the club. He's just like, I don't uh, bring you in and there, Fergal. Did you not think when he was on the ball, the fans got excited? And that's one of those players you really want to see. Uh, that's the player that gets the fans going, they get them off their seat every time he had the ball, and it's such a young age. Def, def, definitely, he's a flair player, and as you say, you know he's going to do some something different, that kind of burst of spontaneity, it's what what get, gets you off your seat. So he's a really good gamer, and he's performed really well recently. Definitely. So, yeah, and I, I was surprised because... I. I've heard everyone's kind of downbeat about Hamburg going into the game, but they're in a really excellent run of form. I think that was their, they haven't been defeated in 12 games now. They're just about two points off the promotion playoff. So I think say they've got a big, big squad, so they probably can cope, cope with injuries more so than a lot of, of the other teams. But what struck me was, and I think Ronan's alluded to it, is, they were quite nervous at the start um, against, I must admit, a really poor English style team. But one, one, once they got a couple of that two goal lead, yeah, they were playing with a lot more enjoyment, a lot more flair. How, and, how, oh, no, no, Yeah, no, I was going to say, and if it wasn't bad enough for England style, I think, yeah, something like it, 900 mile round trip. They've got Hansa Rostock away this weekend. So life isn't getting be- any better for them at all. That's it. It's a shame to see because the times you saw them, they tried to play, but it was just one of those games that when you when the one team's like you said is in a bit of good form, it's hard to to try and get any momentum out of it. But like if you if you what did you think about the atmosphere, Fergal? Uh, just looking at it, because like I said, obviously it wasn't the proper ultras. It's a smaller crowd in a big stadium, but they still managed to lighten up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't been uh, to the venue before, so it's kind of hard, hard to compare to what was previously. But I, I suppose the the crowd, they were more organic. They were more like a, a kind of British crowd. They kind of generate the atmosphere based on what what's happening on the pitch, rather than the kind of incessant from start to finish. The kind of the choreo and, and the drumbeat. You know, and, and they were doing that little, obviously, I, I was sat above them about 10 or 11 rows in it. There was a lot of bouncing going on as well. They definitely seemed to be enjoying themselves, that's for sure. Definitely, especially with the result as well. It's kind of hard to, we won't delve far too much into Hasfal because it's hard for me to talk about Hasfal. Uh, and it's also, we've, we've, a couple of the guys have already been there before. So I think the, the, the the atmosphere has kind of been spoken about and things like that before. But I think what would be interesting to hear 
Uh, well, before we go into that, obviously, Ronan, you managed to get to another game on the Saturday evening, uh, Sunday evening, sorry, shall we say, but it wasn't football. Uh, do you want to jump in and just give us a wee, uh, a wee bit of knowledge on the handball game you went to the, on the Sunday evening? Yeah, so the players were throwing the ball around and kicking it, which was a bit unfamiliar when you're going across for football. But no, I went um, over to um, the, the handball game at the Sport Hall in Hamburg, which... I think according to Wikipedia, it holds 4,200 seats, but I feel like it wasn't as much as that because it's quite a small enclosed arena. Um, but you can certainly note some comparisons between the football as well. For example, like after the game when Hamburg won, it was 26-25, and then after it, they do you know, the similar kind of traditional thing they do at the football. After they win, they go over to the fans and get them all to cheer, and they kind of stayed for a bit after the game as well. Um and kind of similar stuff before the game. It was kind of a large sort of concourse area around the kind of outside of the, the seated area. So everyone's getting food, grabbing a beer. So there's a lot of people there because um, I think we got there about an hour before the game started and it was already relatively busy. So um, it's kind of similar sort of style and cultures to the football as well, um, but also just a, a different sport. So no, I, I think there's some other people that had the same idea as well. I noticed a few people in the crowd with their their uh, Hamburg football shirts on, so they also done the same jumping from the football to the handball and getting their own uh, double header for for sport on a Sunday. If it's something you'd recommend, though, yeah, just to forget anyone who's looking for something else that on that weekend, if they couldn't manage to get to any other games, is that something you'd recommend the handball? Yeah, definitely. It's only ten euros for a ticket, and the game's half an hour each half. So if you're short on time, you're in and out within an hour and a half. So yeah, it's definitely. Worthwhile, some in different atmospheres. Good, the game's really fast paced, so I, I'd recommend it to anyone who's not not seen it before. There we go. To add to your northern trip, you can head to the handball. Excellent. Got to say, Ryan, it seems I must admit I ha- haven't been to a game, but sounds really good. It seems to be really big in the north of Germany. Mm-hmm. You've got places like Kiel and Flensburg where they're massive. Mm. I think Flensburg are like one of the best teams. Uh, I, I might might be in Europe. I'm not. I, I'm not clued up to say that, but I'm pretty mm. sure they're always quite near the top as well. And Kiel do not too bad. It's quite northern um, orientated sport when you look at some of the teams. Um, but no, it's it's really cool. Something I would like to go well in here as well. So next time, next time we'll need to we'll all go we'll all go to Hasfeld, ha- Hamburg, Hamburg. Uh, next time, it would be good to see. Yeah, Let's, just looking at the oh, league table, and it's Magdeburg are top of the table. Kiel's oh, there we go. Hamburg mm-hmm. down in seventh. So. Um, they were playing against a team called MT Melsungen on Sunday, who I'm not familiar with who their kind of football team link would be. No, uh, that's the thing. So. There is a lot of football links with the handball teams, obviously, with cities. But no, I do not know who that team is. But I think Magdeburg are also quite, from what I've seen sometimes when you, you're flicking on the Sky Sport over here and the Bundesliga is not on a wee bit of handball. Uh, yeah, I think Magdeburg quite a good one. So... There we go. Handball uh, next time. If you have a if you, if football isn't your option and you want to try something new, there you go. You've got uh, you've got a recommendation from Ronan. Let's bring it down slightly the theme of and make it a little bit more unfortunately depressing, but I think it's worth mentioning while everything's changing. Um, mostly to you, Fergal, because you got to four games. Did you notice a complete different vibe? At the moment, to German football with regards to it being in the COVID um, era. The fans are not long just back in the stadium. They're not full. And a lot of people aren't going for that reason. Could you tell that from the, the crowd? Was it maybe not disappointing, but was it just something you, you got your mindset into so you did you weren't too disappointed? 
Yeah, no, I wasn't too disappointed. I don't think it impacted on the lower league clubs. And if anything, it might they might kind of benefit from because there's a lot more kind of space available if, if you don't want to get too near other people. Mm. Obviously, the Hamburg game, yeah, was significantly reduced attendance. And the announcement the past few days is going to be attendances are going to be even for, further reduced over the winter period. Definitely far better than the Geisterspiel games, that, that's for sure. And I think even if there's 50% capacity with maximum of what, 15,000 in attendance, you can generate a very good atmosphere in those. I don't think anyone wants to go back to Geisterspiel games watching it on TV with fake crowd noise, because that, that was really abysmal. Totally different to uh, the experience in England, sadly, as an Evertonian. I was at the Merseyside Derby last night, but there you've got 39,000, everyone cheek by jewel, no one wearing a face mask. So it's, I, I don't know who, who's, who's got the right approach. I'd imagine it's kind of somewhere in, in, in the middle. I suppose, obviously, especially the eastern states in Germany and the Bavaria, the vaccination rates are substantially lower than the rest of Germany and in the UK. So I suppose they have to do something about it. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't actually going to ask you to compare because it's hard to compare when everyone's having a different uh, look on things. But it's just, it's an interesting time. And like you mentioned, it looks like um, it's either half the capacity, if it is no more than 15,000 or 15,000 allowed um, for the next few games at least until after the winter break. Uh, obviously, Germany has their few weeks off um, during the, the winter periods and end of December, January. So we're just going to see what happens when you come back from that. But for instance, I do know that it's 15,000 in most grounds. I think Bielefeld said they're only taking eight. Um, so it looks like it's going to be impacted again. Um, Ronan, did you see much difference in it? Um, do you also feel like this was the last opportunity good opportunity if you were traveling just now at this moment in time to go see a game in Germany from a foreign standpoint? It looks like it, yeah, because I think if I got back to Scotland one day later, I would have had to quarantine for eight days. So got back just in the nick of time. Um, so, I mean, if people are prepared to quarantine, then obviously feel free to go ahead. But um, possibly the, the weekend I managed to get over was the, the best kind of timing. But hopefully after the the new year, things will have improved and the flights will still be just as cheap to get across, which makes things a lot easier as well. Um, but hopefully it'll definitely be uh, a lot more worthwhile after the, the turn of the year to get, get back over again. 100%. Do you like it impacted um, your weekend at all? Doing everything, like thinking about it, it wasn't the full atmosphere, it wasn't the full game, or does it still have that grab that German football has for you? No, it still had the, the same kind of grab to it. Um, still probably to go and see a game in like a proper full house sort of stadium so someone definitely have the appetite to go back for it certainly didn't put me off um, going back again in the near future still managed to enjoy it um, but obviously just rules are rules I suppose and you need to follow them 100% is that kind of similar with you Fergal you kind of feel like this, that was the, the opportunity to go uh, that was maybe one of the last opportunities to get to some, at, at least if you're at least um, a good a good weekend of football. But it never, it doesn't feel like it hindered your experience at all, and you still really enjoyed yourself. No, 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 it definitely didn't. But as Ronan said, there was the announcement while we were both, both out in Germany, the kind of change and travel restrictions for 
return visitors to the UK. And to be honest, I had planned to go over perhaps in February and Easter for more games. But I think I'll put that on pause now. And looking at a lot of people's Twitter feeds, I think every one is, is of the same view. Not book tickets, don't book flights until see how things are maybe definitely after the winter break, maybe February, March, Simon. Hopefully the world will be in a better place again. It was good to get over there, but I, I, I don't think it would be advisable given the current travel restrictions to kind of go over again. No problem at all. What do you think, though? Well, we're going to end up, so we kind of... You know, covering talking about it is like northern football. Did you did you enjoy your experience up here? Would you come? I say here like I'm a proper resident. I've only been here a couple of months, but um, did you enjoy your experience up here, Fergo? And is there something you would come back to the north and just just to kind of relive the that that kind of um, positive kind of vibes you got up here? The real love the football up here as well. And is that something that you would rec- highly recommend to people? Yeah, definitely. I suppose the kind of Colin Dusseldorf Axis gets the vast majority of kind of British visitors, but there's as many attractions up in Hamburg. You, obviously, you've got the two, Auswau and St. Pauli, so Italiga clubs, both possibly in the Bundesliga next season. You've got like Werder Bremen, got loads of history. Then you've got clubs like Holston Kiel, Hansa Rostock, not too far away, Lübeck, and there's loads of clubs obviously not as many as in in the kind of around the rural area but yeah definitely worth a visit and hamburg is very accessible for the from the uk and it's a, a wonderful city uh yeah on the city did you did you get to see much of the city because you were a busy man around the, the oh ground? yeah that, that yeah that, that that's the one thing when you kind of go ground hopping or you try and maximize your kind of visits to football stadiums you're either at a match or traveling to a match so Sadly not. I went out for drinks on Saturday, sorry, Friday evening and Sunday evening, but yeah, I think there's far more to see. And that's that it's trying to get an even balance between the two. Maybe do what Ronan did, perhaps more civilised, go to lesser games and see more of the city. But yeah. How would you recommend the city, Ronan, yourself? You know, coming up to the north, how did you like it? Yeah, I loved it. I think there's plenty to see. Obviously, with going to West Games, I got to go around more of the city and see the majority of the sites. So I'm sure if me and Fergal were to come back, we'll probably kind of swap roles. He, he'll he do the sightseeing tour this time and I'll do the ground hopping. So, no, there's plenty to do whatever kind of way you want to kind of plan your weekend. There's uh, something to do all the time, whether that's football-wise or just a bit of sightseeing, food, drink. It's got got everything. 100%. It's a great city to be in. Uh, I'm sure that three, three, three-fifths of this uh, podcast can vouch for as well, as we all live in close vicinity of each other in this city, and it's definitely somewhere to recommend. But yeah, I think we'll just finish up there, guys. There's not much more to, to kind of mention. But um, thanks again to, uh, to Fergal coming back on. It's always good to have you on. Uh, it's, it's, it's one that when we had our we had a wee meeting recently how to change things. You were one of the first guests on everyone's list. So it's nice to have you back on. A hundred percent. so really appreciate it. And just get a bit of insight what it was like for your experience. And Ronan, good to see you again, mate. Um you must be fed up with me after staying in my my flat all weekend, but uh, <laughs> I thought I'm already about here. Yeah, I know. Back. <laughs> back already, back already. But hopefully um, that was a good kind of wee feature on what it's like um being in the, the north of Germany, seeing some of these really good 
community-based, uh, lower league clubs uh, is fair. We've got to see, and obviously Ronan going to only the big clubs and uh, seeing the highest foul, of course. But um, you should have a look at all these clubs that um, Fergal went to, you know, Victoria, Hamburg, Hamburg, Einsbüttler is definitely clubs that we should have a look at if you're ever in the Hamburg area. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that one and we'll see you next time. We'll hopefully a new feature coming your way. See you later.